Greetings, my excellent friends. Do we know you? I'm Kelly. Wait, you're Rufus's daughter. I am, and I've been wanting to meet you my whole life. It must be very disappointing. Welcome, 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 welcome. And we are back from seeing Bill and Ted 3. And the question that we're going to answer today was, was this an excellent adventure or is it truly time for Bill and Ted to face the music? Ooh. So that's where we are at. Okay, so we are, it's, we've literally come right from the cinema, the good old Majestic. The Majestic Cinema. In King's Lynn. And first off, it was great to go back to the cinema. It was. It was. It was weird that the film I see when I come back isn't Tenet, but Bill and Ted 3. Isn't what? Tenet. Is that how you say Tenet? Yeah, I thought it was Tenet. Is it? No. Tenet? Tenet. What are we on about? It's it's the new Christopher Nolan film. The big oh, exciting film that's in the cinema at the minute. It's, it's the one that deals with time travel and confuses people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Did not see that? <laughs> I, I, I think Mr. Nolan would be offended maybe if we <laughs> said this was his newest and greatest thing. So, I mean, we all have a variety of Bill and Ted experience here. So, um, Georgia, you have not seen any Bill and Ted before tonight. And I wish I hadn't still. Okay, not to bury the lead, but we'll let you. We'll, we'll come up with what her opinion of the film was in a minute. And then Ellie, you had seen number one only when we did it for best film ever a couple of weeks back. Yeah, so very, very recent. Yeah, very, very recent. An excellent adventure, Ethan. I don't know what your situation is because you didn't join us for that review. Have you seen both of the previous ones? Yeah, I. My dad uh, made me watch them when I was like really young, so I've kind of always enjoyed them for that. Uh, but when you guys did your review of Excellent Adventure, I went back and rewatched the. First two, and I stand by that the second one is the best. Okay. Uh, Again, maybe Barry in the lead of how you felt about number three. Uh, Liam, I saw one and two early on. I'm assuming you're similar. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yep. Um, I read the book for number two. Really? There was a novelization, which like went, like the the book was so much better, which I know people say that, but they usually say that when the book is done before the movie. Yeah. But this was a book that came out of the movie and was just... I got it for a gift, and I, I read it, oh. and I, I loved it. Maybe, maybe it was the age I was at the time, but it was just, it was just great. I do like the second one. That's, that's all right. So let's lay out how this is going to work because this is our first uh, skip it or was it see it or skip it? Is that what I said it was? See, see it or yeah. skip it and then spoil it later. Okay, yeah. so here's what we're going to do: see it, skip it, spoil it. So <laughs> exactly. So we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to talk about if you, should, if you should see it, if you should skip it, and then afterward, we've told you sort of a spoiler-free first incident. Mm-hmm. And we've given our verdicts, then we'll get into spoil it and we'll talk a little bit about it, uh, a little bit more specifics about what we may or may not have liked with some spoilers in that part of it. So the first half of this, you're totally safe if you're listening. We will not spoil it. So the question is, can the four people around me not give me tons <laughs> of editing to do by me going and swearing and going, you're not supposed to give anything away yet. I'm not making any promises. Yeah, I don't think. No. This is your second time seeing this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so did you see this through various uh, means or what? <laughs> a buddy of mine in America uh, was like, hey, I bought this on iTunes. Do you want to watch this with me? So I did. And yeah, it was it was an experience. Okay, so mm. you seemed positive on it before yeah. you came on out. Um, ha- I will come back to you. I want to know, yeah. A, Liam's question would go, 
why come see it a second time? Yeah. I, I said that about any film almost, whether if you'd seen it recently, is it really worth going and seeing? Because I haven't seen movies in theaters twice very often. I no. saw I saw Star Wars Attack of the Clones twice in cinemas. <laughs> right. Man of culture. That might be that, and I think I saw The Jungle Book twice. Like, like the animated yeah, Jungle yeah, Book. Yeah, yeah. I think two adults took me to see that like weeks apart. Oh, okay. I think it was one of those ones where my dad wanted to take us to see it. And my mom and dad had split, and I think she had taken us a couple weeks before, and we just didn't tell my dad because we don't hurt his feelings. So we no. went and saw it twice, and it doesn't matter. You're a kid. I mean, you can watch the same Disney movie. Every, most kids do watch yep. the same Disney movie every week, every day. I still do. Nature. <laughs> so maybe let's just go and say overall, again, spoiler free at this point, but general thoughts on Bill and Ted 3. Georgia, you had an opinion I kind of wanted to touch base on when, when we left the cinema. You said something. Worst film I have ever seen. Now, I'm not going to go anywhere near that level. Mm, close to, isn't it? Okay, so so you're disappointed. Oh my God, am I disappointed? I was like, oh my God. I started watching it going, okay, I've just seen Keanu Reeves be Bill, no, Ted, and he's doing a parody of himself and it just didn't seem right. I thought, hang on a minute, he'll warm up, you know, start the film. <laughs> he'll get better. Nope, he does not get better. <sighs> Alex Winter, mm, semi-okay. He's the better okay. of the two. Um, I just uh, I just sat there watching it going, please get better, please get better, so, please get better. And okay. it didn't. So maybe let's start off by looking at certain elements and saying if we like them or not. Yeah, again, okay. a spoiler-free consideration. So I think the acting of the two leads, Bill and Ted. Now, I felt, similar to you maybe, that Keanu Reeves was very much doing a caricature. Yeah. yeah. And I think he was trying to be in on the joke, but I think it went too far. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just yeah. didn't feel right. Like, there's him, like, trying to, like, be respectful to, like, you know, I'm going to be in on it. I'm going to go way, I'm going to go to an 11 with it, and then that'll be funny. 11, but actually, dudes. But actually, it just didn't quite, it quite didn't get there. Almost wooden. The like, physical was really weird. I whispered to Ethan, like, halfway through it and went, why does it feel like someone's taken, like, half a second edit every so often because he's just jumping around the place fair, and it's that's really a little, weird. That's a little bit... It, I think that's what they were... The original one does have a lot of that sort of a thing. Yeah. And the question was, how do you do Bill and Ted without the teenage energy? And I think this was their attempt. The thing is, it felt... It was jarring. It, it felt, didn't feel... It felt, I didn't like it. It felt natural when they were younger. Yeah. And they were the, dude, totally, you know what I mean? Yeah. But oh. then it was like, now, as they're older... It just seemed like, like I said, a parody yeah. of himself, and I that just is weird. I felt like Alex Winter was able to sort of still encapsulate that. I don't, I don't Winter mind better. Alex Winter as much as I mind Keanu Reeves, yeah. and maybe it's because I know Keanu Reeves can do so much more than this, yeah. and therefore expected more. But I thought Alex Winter kind of got where that sweet spot was. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was as someone who's not seen either of them in anything else that I can recall. Yeah, I preferred Alex Winter to Keanu Reeves. Hundred percent. Okay. Mm. See, weirdly, that probably I think probably the only thing I actually enjoyed about the film was a little bit of that tongue-in-cheek parody, and I completely agree with everything you're saying. Like, it was bad, but at least they were kind of trying, and it wasn't. It wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. Like it, it went too far, though. It, it did. And, and you kind of go, "What's the purpose of this film?" And the purpose of this film is just nostalgia, and they did in many ways, play the greatest hits of the first two when they, yeah, films. When they played the younger selves at the beginning, I thought, this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> and then it just went downhill. The, there is a, like, like a two-minute kind of like behind the music yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like Wild Stallions where they're now Super there. exposition. That was great. That was. I really liked that. I did. And then it went 
about uh, bad way. Um, <laughs> bad way. A bad way. Yeah. Um, I. It's, oh, it's so tricky to talk about this. Uh, let's maybe... Uh, okay, visually, I thought it looked really good. Oh, yes. I yeah, disagree. Yeah. It's yuck in some places. I liked, I oh, liked the really? phone box. The, the phone box was cleaned up. <laughs> it was not as dirty. So as... the phone box is back, which we can say, because it was in a lot of the promo materials yeah. that it was back. I quite liked how you had the contrast of the old phone box and the new time machine It kind of gets thing. The, the whole TARDIS treatment. And what I mean by that is when the first Doctor... Uh, nicks like all the way back, like Doctor Who. When the first Doctor nicks the first TARDIS, he actually nicks the one that's not able to cloak itself, so it looks like an old police box. Yeah. And it's like it's a wreck. He's basically told, "Don't go for that one. It's a wreck." <laughs> and he goes, "He steals it anyway." And it kind of was like in a world where there's a much more sophisticated looking time travel device now, because mm. the first they don't show up. We, we don't get it's not the first time sort of thing we we see, and then we sort of get a glimpse of it, and it's like. It's like when you saw the Millennium Falcon mm. in, in episode seven. Yeah. And you're like, oh, daddy's home. Well, like kind of slightly saw... underwhelming and no, a bit but, shit. But, see, but that didn't, see, but you didn't have anything attached no, to that. No, you didn't. No. So I will say the reveal of, of the phone box yeah. to me was a positive. And I saw it as a museum piece. Do you know what I mean? The way that was positioned. I thought that was a museum piece. And it was, I think I it was up it to be well. a, a museum piece. Yeah. Including a nice cameo. I think we can just leave it that as far nice as, I, I, we can leave the rest of it for, for, for yeah, after the spoiler. For me, jump. it felt, a bit like a shit rip of the Doctor Who TARDIS. Because yeah, but, that's a phone okay, box as well, your, isn't but it? But that's your issue. So uh, this, this may happen a few times. That's your issue with the whole franchise. Yeah. So we're looking at number three, realizing that we all, Liam and I, mm. appreciated number one. And so the reveal of the phone box, which we did rip on in our review of mm-hmm. Excellent Adventure, as being, you know, don't call it a TARDIS, don't yeah, call it a TARDIS. Yeah. But then the reveal of that, that, that's got some heavy nostalgia to it. It's Would the you not of... expect it to be there, though? Because if it's been in the first two, surely you, it no, wouldn't no, be that much of a surprise. isn't that I wouldn't expect it to be there, because I'm expecting Bill and Ted to go, whoa. And yet the first time they did the Wild Stallions pose, I went, nice. Yeah. If anything, the payoff is that I, I expect to see it, but when they give it to me, I go, that's the sweet spot. It's, yeah, it's but, not a surprise. And also, oh, okay. also in the trailer, they show you the, the white globey thing, don't they? What the the sort of the modern egg. yeah the egg it's kind of a good way to put it the I think they thing. call it the pod I or believe the, the pod the yeah. pod somehow Apple's got to be making that <laughs> yeah so um, okay they show you that so you assume they've upgraded okay so as spoiler free as we can go and I'll try and see if I can direct it or frame it appropriately what about the story what about the premise of what was going because it does jar there was a story it does <laughs> yes there was it does jar with kind of what we're told in number one. Mm. And in a movie about time travel, and therefore you get to know how things end theoretically, time travel movies are hard, but I felt the problems I had with number one, oh my god, I had an even bigger problem with number three as a result. Yeah. I enjoyed most of it. Oh, really? Okay. There's like one part of the plot that I really enjoy. And it's nothing to do with Bill and Ted. My favorite parts of Bill and Ted is not Bill and Ted. I, I would agree with that. And I think uh, I can frame that in a minute so we can sort of talk about it. But yeah, I would agree with that. There are elements of a story that I quite liked. Unfortunately, it wasn't, it wasn't the Bill and Ted part. Mm. It was the face in the music without the Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, They'd have been better off as cameos. Yeah. Sorry, Keanu. Sorry, Alex. <sighs> but you're not going to see it if it's not Bill and Ted. I know, right? Um. What about the... Oh, see, it's hard. The, the characters of the daughters, because they've shown up in the promotional materials. I'm okay with this. Yeah. It, my feelings are that they felt a little shoehorned in in places. As characters, I didn't really like them. 
but they had the most interesting part of the story. I, I yeah. really liked them. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I, I loved, I, I really liked Ted's daughter in this. Oh, see, now I, re- I just I really felt... like the chemistry they have. I really like them as well, um, just because it's like kind of a funny ripoff of what the Bill and Ted's yeah. original characters are like. Okay. But I mean, they were ridiculous and in no way realistic. Like, I don't believe that. Those, but well, I suppose Bill and Ted are a bit unrealistic as well. Aren't they? Bill but... and Ted were at least consistent with the time they existed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like these girls are like the only thing they've been exposed to are their dads. And I think, that... and they've like their language, their yeah. even their cadence they've exactly. picked up, their fashion. I'm like, give me like whatever the 2020 version is of slacker stoner. Yeah. Not give me uber but, hipster. But don't give me like, like the... don't give me like 80s one. I liked yeah. the way they were costumed actually. But yeah, I think the reality of two teenage girls picking up exactly what their dads are like and thinking that they're genuinely really cool and having all the same interests and not being like cringe is just I will no. say is like Gen Z kind of person. It's kind of how a lot of people act now, like on you know on like TikTok and just online. It's that that sort if, of style. That I hear of... you, but if they weren't Bill and Ted's kids, I've got no problem with it. Yeah. But here's Bill and Ted, and here's Bill and Ted's daughters, who, by the way, are basically called Bill and Ted, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm gonna say this: we didn't like Ted; we liked Bill a lot better. I'll say the same thing about the kids. I couldn't stand Ted's daughter. Yeah, she was strange. She was really hard to get behind. Bill's daughter, on the other hand, felt less like a cartoon. Yeah. Oh no, I'm the other way around. Really? No. Yeah, no, the blonde oh. one, the blonde one, Ted's daughter. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The, no, the, the brunette was Ted's daughter. Brunette was Ted's daughter. So have they got the other way round's names? Yes. Yeah. Uh... yeah. So I like the blonde girl. I thought she made sense. Oh yeah, I like the brunette the blonde girl. girl. I was like, yeah. you're just playing a part and you're not doing it she well. She was absolutely just doing a parody of Bill and Ted. Which is a, she, she was, she was doing a parody. a parody of a parody. Yeah, she was doing a parody of what Keanu Reeves was doing <laughs> yeah. in his parody yeah. himself. Yeah. Jeez. My God, that was. Horrendous. Um, so we had elements of the excellent adventure. We also <laughs> so had, we also had yeah, elements terrible. of bogus journey, and the elements of bogus journey felt very forced. I thought, yeah. yeah, we have to get this back in because we did this in bogus journey. Okay, and um, mm. I'll tell you who I did like though. I did like was some of the supporting characters who came back from number one and number two in little bit roles. Yeah, y- yeah, but there's one cameo ish I didn't like. Okay, well, we'll talk about that after the jump yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. But there are some little bits and little mini jokes that I really, really thoroughly enjoyed and thought I was really surprised how many of the original cast they managed to get to show up for this. Yeah. They didn't get I the wives, though, did they? Not the princesses. Why would you go someone younger? Mrs. Will Schuster from Glee, whatever was... her name is. Yeah. Ginger Girl. Um, She's I... in Pitch Perfect as well. Is she? Is she? I think so. Okay. Um, she was... Or someone that looks like her is. She was... I thought she was really good, as did I think was, was, was Ted's wife. I, I enjoyed the wives more. They were really good. Yeah, I enjoyed them. They were believable. Mm-hmm. Although they had a, a little of a side plot of their own yeah. that was woefully undeveloped. They really wanted to make this like three three plots at once, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything with the wives. That's like I didn't understand what the issue. wife side plot was supposed to be at all. Well, we can... Again, after, after <laughs> yeah. the break, we can talk about that. Maybe that's bit. a spin-off film. Who knows? I do not God. need to see a fourth one. No. no. <laughs> end it here, guys, please. Please. Can we end it here at least? <laughs> um, and so it builds towards the idea that Bill and Ted still haven't met their potential and are still searching for the perfect song and go in search of that perfect song. And it comes towards a big 
conclusion and climax. I guess this is I'd be talking about the story and going, how did you feel about it? It felt very Russell T. Davies, Doctor Who, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Mm-hmm. And I did not appreciate what I thought was a very... I didn't see it coming, but still a lazy finish. Mm. I predicted it the first time I saw it. Did and you? then when the, they said it, I was like, yeah, I knew this. I'm kind of okay with this. But at the same time, yeah. I guess I knew the way it goes had to factor into it. I still don't think it works as far as fully explaining the lineage and the legacy of what the first movie tells us. Yeah. So that was I think my it was shit. Concern. Um, <laughs> I think I kind of constructive. Way, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It well, was I mean, shit. For me, if I go to watch a sequel of a film, you should any film should be able to stand alone. It should. I I think it should anyway. If you're watching a sequel, you should be able to still enjoy that without having to know the nitty gritty of all will, of its previous I will, yeah, films. I will stand by you. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I will say, like, when you if you went and saw episode seven of Star Wars, I think you would enjoy episode seven of Star Wars, even if you haven't seen one through six. Well, I saw which. Uh, what did I say? I think I saw Rogue One without having watched. You don't. You don't really anything need else. to see the others. And I really enjoyed it. That, that is. That is, that is by nature a standalone. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, again, I've not seen but, all of but, them. But, so. but, but episode seven. <laughs> You can appreciate that if you've seen one through six. However, if you've seen one through six, there are moments of fan service which are designed to make you. I mean, some argue too much, but there are moments of fan service to pay off. Again, you can pick any like Marvel film in the thing, and you, they make sense by themselves. You don't have to watch them in order for any one of them to make sense. Right, but the point I'm trying. To Harry sorry, Potter. if I can, just the point I'm trying to make with one through uh, with the, the Star Wars thing is going. They could have done that with this and given us a film that was enjoyable all the way through, and yet had moments of fan service. For, and, and early on, I thought we were getting that. Mm-hmm. Early on, there were a couple of moments, and I went, "Oh." And it's just a shame that my favorite parts of the movie were in the first ten minutes. Yeah, five. I think you're trying to. Say <laughs> I was just saying that I think you could watch a Harry Potter film as a standalone as well, even though it's a continuous storyline through all eight films. I think you could still enjoy one of the middle films without, like, you could, you might not understand everything, but the whole film is still enjoyable. I would respectfully say, though, I think the thing that makes this different is it's a film done for nostalgia's purpose 25 years, 30 years later. Yeah, this this yeah. isn't like, we, okay, you've missed the first three in an eight year. It's going to be one every year. You can yeah. catch up. Yeah, This is a moment in time that's designed to get people to feel nostalgic. And in this case, it's interesting. This was one of the ones that went back to the movie cinemas. Mm. It was released on premium demand in the States, but it, it got into theaters here in the UK. Um, and after a 30-year break, it needs to be both those things. Like, Liam, if we talked about Train Spotting 2... I don't think I think that's a hard one to watch if you've been seen the original. Yeah, because they're two different films, but they link so well. They link so well, but I think I think it's very much as a part two. Yeah, I don't think you can get part two about, about part one. No, it's like if you tried to watch Back to the Future Part Two about seeing part one. I think yeah, you'd be yeah, a little yeah. bit lost there. Yeah, because of the intricacies therein. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they tried to do a standalone film. I think potentially it could have been successful. I don't think not it with is. Keanu's acting. No, sorry. As oh, yeah. as someone who dreadful. has not seen the others, and this for me essentially was a standalone film, it makes zero sense. He had no charisma in this film. Not only is None. the acting bad, the script doesn't make any sense for me. Like fifty percent of the script is the word "dude," and if you're trying to well, tell me a story, and I'd I, I need more than that. And also, yeah. they just they say what's happening. There is no like actual good dialogue at all. It's just. Yeah. Could to use the word again. Shit. They it's I think we see how important in the first film 
George Carlin and Rufus was. He was brilliant in Because in, in the second film, I think we also see how important death was. Has he yeah. passed away or something? No, it's, it's, it's the same. Who? The guy who plays Rufus. Oh, yeah, yeah. George Carlin's oh, passed on. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so in he number three, they tried a couple of different people in that sort of a role. Mm. It's like they couldn't make up their mind which one of it would be. Yeah. It's, uh, here's why. Because they're all rubbish. Yeah. And there's an absolute stupid side plot where they try and manufacture a villain where you don't need a villain. The villain's the race against time. Yeah. The villain, the, the manufactured villain is like the worst part of this Oh, thing. my God. It's awful. It just mm. goes on. It, it's the same joke. And they even acknowledge it's an awful joke, but they still keep running with it. Mm. Well, uh, which one are we talking about? Because there's a... F- I, I see... The agent, the the agent of destruction isn't the villain, though. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's a henchman for the true villain. Yeah, but that's the one I'm talking about, which is I'm completely ham fisted in mm-hmm. as well, though. Even the, the 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 real villain, if you want to call it that. I kind of enjoyed Kristen Scarlet like the beginning, but when she kept coming back, I was like, okay. Now she's going into like Bob's Burgers territory where she just screams is the entire she thing. The one... She's the one who sort of bring Bill and Ted back into the narrative. Yeah. She's sort true. of the agent who brings them back into time travel. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So I think it's time for us to go ahead. And I don't think it's going to take a lot of a surprise, but are we going to say see it or skip it? Skip it. Skip. I'm going to say see it. Okay. What? Okay. If you'd like to like value your time, then... Skip it. It's horrendous. I can honestly say I don't think I'll ever watch this film again. I'm going to no. say it's a skip it from me. Yeah, I mean, um, you you a, might have a morbid just watch the first ten minutes you, and then, then switch. You might off. have a morbid <laughs> curiosity. I'll say this. I mean, you're, if you if you like me, you're probably going to hear the review. You're going to go, yeah, I hear that, but I still want to see it. And then at the very least, you'll say, well, at least you guys told me. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Here. Because it's a nice opening. So go see it, make your own decision. I'm really surprised because Georgia, did you manage to get what the Rotten Tomato score for this was? I did, and it shocked me. It, it, it's, it's come out to very positive reviews. What? The Guardian loved this, if memory served. Yeah. I genuinely cannot believe this film qualifies for best film ever. Does it really? What? Really? Yeah. How, what, what, what's the rating? Is it 80? 80... 81%. That doesn't wow. qualify. I thought it does. No, 85. 85. Oh, okay, so it doesn't. Okay. Good. But even so, <laughs> it's still classed as a good film on here. Oh, oh, very, very good Yeah, film. yeah. So yeah. 81%. What's the IMDb? Uh, let me find it for you. Sorry. Okay. I think the question we need to ask, though, is, is this because we have a movie drought currently, and this is, it might not be <laughs> the best film ever, but it's still, it's enjoyable it's a, to most people? It's, I think it's that interesting might to consider the economic context of yeah. no, no films. Here's a big-name film. It's a big-name film with safe characters who we know. Okay, yeah. let me throw something else in the mix. There was a film on that none of us knew what it was called, and it was sold out. We go into Bill and Ted, and there was, what, seven of us? Yeah, I, 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 that might be a generational thing. Who's going to the movies right now? Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know, because I couldn't even tell you what the name of the movie that was playing that was sold out was. No, I can't either. Georgia, do you have it? I do, 6.3. So Still high, seems, yeah. Well, it's, it's quite low in the IMDb side that's, of things. That's kind of, that's like, what, C, C+. C minus. Well, it's still a lot higher than I'd rate it's it. A, it's an internet rating system, yeah. and so people tend to go nuts and go give tens and ones and somewhere. Six point three. It feels low compared to some of the stuff we that, that we look at. Um, it's it's higher than I'd give it. Mm, it's definitely higher than I give it. But how many people are voting out of nostalgia? And how many people are voting who haven't even seen the movie? Because that's the problem with IMDb is you can vote without seeing it. I'm glad Georgia saw it without seeing the others, because we're we're watching it through nostalgia yep. and we're trying to find the good bits in it. Yeah. 
and we can't. <laughs> okay. So. And so I want to see how Georgia saw it as a film of its own. So let's get into the don't call it a TARDIS, and we're going to jump into spoiler territory. So Spoilers! If you do not want it spoiled, this is the end of that sort of review. We are yeah. going to jump. I'll do the little thing that we do. And when we, come, and when we come back from that, then we will talk spoilers. See you on yeah? the flippity flip flap. So we will <laughs> see you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. Okay, we are back, and now we are in spoiler country. They used to have this, like, cigarette ad that said for Marlboro. <laughs> now you're in flavor country. We're not in flavor country. We're, We're in, in spoiler, spoiler country. country. I don't have my passport. Oh, no. There we go. Well, it's okay, because we've got the don't call it a TARDIS to help get us <laughs> to time and space. Where so, are we going? You don't need passports. Oh, <laughs> we don't need roads. We don't even need a story. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Okay, let's talk specifically, then, about some stuff here. So uh, let's start with what we liked. Can we start with that? Yeah. So I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, side, the part of the side plot where the girls had to pick up the his, the musical figures from throughout history. I like that too. That yes. felt very much like the original Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I didn't mind it. Although I felt it jammed at the works when rather than just grab them and go, I didn't they just kind of had to like. I didn't feel they needed to go back as far as he went. I felt because I felt if you're going to try and stay true to rock and roll, which this felt like Wild Stallions yeah. was. We were sort of um, trying to cast as wide a net inclusively over the, what you might have thought in your head. Who were the greatest musicians I might have picked up? Mm. I might have like gone looking for Keith Moon or Ringo Starr or something like that for a bit mm. of a... Because the only big rock and roll name you got... Jimi Hendrix. Was Jimi Hendrix. I think it was that whole thing because the whole sort of message of the film was everyone brought music together. So I think it's, we go through all the different generations and who inspires who through what they discover and what they do. I think it was just that kind of, well, this person inspired this person and that person was inspired by that. And it goes further and further and further back. Because I think there's a bit where they're talking about the, oh, I can't remember her name, but the flute player, how that inspired, um, oh no, the other guy. Mozart? Mozart. Yeah, Mozart. That, 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 that the <laughs> other guy. Wolfgang. That, that dude. You knew we were going to be Beethoven, but I had yeah. Mozart. So, yeah. You know what? I would have appreciated a, mo- a Beethoven. Like, yeah, bring yeah. Beethoven back. Yeah. Like, there's no, someone, I was thinking that. There's someone who had history. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be the same actor. I realize no. he might have passed on, but I was like, it would have been great if you could have gone, you know, we're getting the band back together <laughs> yeah. for a thing. Come on, Beethoven. That'd have been great. Have at it. And, and then you been... could have had a little moment with Bill and Ted seeing him and being like, Beethoven, cool, uh, And dude. he'd have been cool like, with it. Do you know what I mean? It would have just been yeah. a nice little... I don't yeah. I really enjoyed that side plot. It's I a nice one. If not the girls, as the agents of it. Yeah. I was a bit confused by it. It's by far the most enjoyable part of the film. Yeah. Um, but it kind of felt like they weren't just grabbing them and going and then explaining on the way, but they also weren't explaining while they were there. It was a weird in-between. It's the problems that the girls are underdeveloped as characters. And th- that whole story was, And that whole yeah. story is is just, like, it's almost like, like, um, like just like a remix of, of the first film. Okay. They go through history and grab, grab uh, people and... historical figures who are going to help them in their high school history presentation. Yeah. So instead of getting okay. a band together, they were just doing a history. So you might be going, I can't follow this. For us, we're going, oh, it's this again. Yeah. Because Bill and Ted are busy at the start kind of doing this, go into the future and find yourselves. And this is a problem I have I because – I kind of enjoyed this side plot as well. Like the, the going future? I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, and I'm gonna, I thought it was I'm going to compare it to another film, but, which I don't really like. Okay. But it's, it's kind of like with Endgame where they go, let's just go to these points that you might remember, you might see, and then there'll be a bit of uh, comedy funniness, and then we'll go from there. I liked two bits in the future with Bill and Ted, and it was enjoyable, but it's just 
it has its problems of it's just we'll do the same thing we'll do this and then there might be two jokes that we do get and then two jokes that don't fall and the weird emotional part how mm. how does the time travel thing work what yes what time travel rules do they have set in the bill and ted universe because it seems like they broke every single so here's one my big problem film. because i brought this up in the first film because the deal in the first film is time keeps running for no matter how long you're in the you're in the booth for time your present runs at the same spot and for some reason they have to respect that present mm-hmm their present is always their present, and you can uh, time will always move equally. But my problem with number one is, if you remember, we only did a couple of weeks ago, was when they said, they're almost failing history class. It is now time. Now, what do you mean that it's now time? You've, yeah. got, you've got unlimited time. And my issue with this one was, again, like you should know how this ends. You are the people in the future. You, you championed them. You didn't say it's prophesized that you have. I said, they did do this. Yep. Not the readings say they did do this. And finally, if you've, not finally, but finally in this little mini rant I'm doing, if you've got access to a time machine, you know who else you've got access to? Rufus. Yes. Yes. Just a th- and I know, it, you know, George Carlin has passed on, yeah. absolutely. But this is the problem when you have something like this. But surely they should have eight outtakes of. And as the time's moving use. forward, though, in Bill and Ted's present, yeah. we then have time running at the same pace in the future, and they're going, oh, they're almost out of time. I'm like, do you not get how time travel works? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, again, you're not watching from afar. It's not a distant planet where no. you're going, oh, they've almost run out of time. You've got all the time, literally, in the world. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. I think they're trying to explain that away with the whole, with, oh my god, Kid Cudi of all people be like, oh, you got so many different... Is that a real person? Kid Cudi, yeah, he's a singer. Really? Right, can I just point out my flaws in this film? Why did the future Bill and Ted's try and kill the younger Bill and Ted's? And also... Because why would you try and kill yourself? Because that erase you. Time travel, surely, goes with the plot that if you change your present, then your the futures that you've seen aren't now going to happen. But also then, how did you get to the present again? Because you needed the information from the future. And it's all just... Like, time travel films don't work for me unless you properly think them out and plan them. And this was just a bad example. They even do it in the first one where Bill and Ted are like, imagine a bucket, imagine a bucket. And then like the bucket yeah. would fall in the dead. The keys. Yeah. The keys. And the keys are there. Yeah, you know, I mean, but they, basically they, they make the rules apply when they want them to apply. When they don't apply, they don't apply. You're not supposed to think too hard about it. I mean, it is... Yeah, but why, why run away from yourself? They also give you nothing else to think about, so it's, it's hard just, not to think about the well, it just inaccuracies. Seems, if, I, if, if I may, it's just that... I thought I had something and now I've lost it. <laughs> Um, then you may not. Oh, okay. So here's my issue with the going forward plot. Okay, so we meet. Uh, is it three versions of themselves or four? Four versions of themselves. Yeah. We meet um, down on their luck, playing like a bingo hall. Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. We meet pretending that they're rich and famous and British. Bill and Ted. We meet in jail, been lifting. Do you lift, bro? Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet on the edge of death. Bill and Ted. Yeah. And so the first Bill and Ted just run away from them for whatever reason. And the first movie told us that when you see something, it is fated to happen because we get the 69 dudes on both sides, don't mm-hmm. we? Yep. And there was no fun moment like this where you got no. to see the other version of themselves talking to themselves. No. Then we had uh, fake Bill and Ted living in Dave Grohl's house. Props to Dave Grohl for a fun cameo. Yeah, good I lad. enjoyed this part. I liked him. I, Dave Grohl's just going, I just, I just want to get in on this. If you're making yeah. a movie, just get me in somehow. Um, 
number three version, the lifting and going, we're going to swap places with you because you ruined everything and the wives left us. And they were never in danger of leaving. And then finally we get old Bill and Ted. Now, the first three didn't have the song. How do the fourth ones have the song? Yes. On like a USB stick or something. Because technology hasn't changed. And, and plus, <laughs> Bill and Ted lived to like 96 years old. Yeah, I, I was trying to work out the age. I was like, I was really? like good on you, boys. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just going, and, and again, if time is existing and non-existent, shouldn't they be like dead when the, the, the deadline doesn't? Because the Bill and Ted we meet in each of these situations have lived through this deadline and not met it. Mm-hmm. So how come they haven't died? But also, yeah, so surely that deadline should have just destroyed all of time and space if they didn't do it the first time round. Because so all how time does and it space can't be... So here's the ver- question. Can, can a version of, of Beethoven, who's still rocking it back in 17-whatever he might have been, I don't know my, my musical history anymore, is a version of Beethoven at 14 playing and a version of Beethoven at 16 and a version of Beethoven at 21 and a version of Beethoven at 24? At which point isn't the version of him at 24 going, I've done this three times before in my life already. Why <laughs> won't this moment ever end? Yeah. Like, Keanu Reeves is not the only infinite being, as according to this. I want to say it's like the Doctor Who 50th special, where, ooh, hello, me. (laughs) Where, like, they're like, oh, all the Doctors are doing the same thing at the same time, though they'll never remember it. I know it's not that, because this movie's not smart enough. Give me a button and they all forget it. That's fine. But there was, Mm. my my only theory is that how the world is fine in the future is, like they said, Dave Grohl makes the best song in the world. If I may, isn't there a chance then that there is this version of Genghis Khan who's already had this moment where he played an instrument with Bill and Ted and then is kidnapped by Bill and Ted? Yeah. Just saying. This I like Genghis Khan. This isn't something you want to overthink too much, but no. the internal logic of this film does not hold up. No. Because why do the first three want to kill them? And why do the fourth ones give them the song and the song's complete? In a, then the first three should have had the song. Uh, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hold up. They Ethan. an emotional moment. Ethan, your logic also doesn't work because those people are the second group that we meet. So even the first lot of people we meet should have died and been dead. And that's Dave Grohl hasn't written that yet. So I thought this in three seconds. They thought this in like at least a year. Okay. Mm. Um, It's shit. (laughs) Okay. Something that I liked were the cameos from the first film. So I liked first and foremost, George Carlin. Yeah. I don't know how they got a little bit of extra dialogue out of him. They did oh, somehow. They I had a, a voice actor, okay. I believe. I just, just, uh, did they? I, I sounded like him. I like that. Here's my problem. And in the theater, I even raised my finger and pointed to my head and went, ah, ah, because Bill and Ted, uh, sorry, Rufus tells us, according to this hologram that now lives by the Don't Call It a Tardis, said, I first met the great ones or the excellent ones, whatever it is that he calls them. Yes. Uh, in 1989. Now, the movie came out in 1989, but as I famously said, uh, when the the final presentation begins, it was now for their 1988 San Dimas tour. (laughs) So he actually went and saw them in 1988. So don't try and pull your, it was released in 1989. In the film universe, it was 88. (laughs) So get that one right. George Carlin. I picked up that. that. Yes, he would have done. And it was a little bit like, this was missing. And so as a result, then, the other cameos I want to bring up are Missy, yeah. which, which was a great, great little joke. It was, it was. It was brilliant. And now she's married to Ted's brother. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine that's got to be the same actor. Yes. I imagine it has to be. And I'm hoping a, so. It was a nice bit. And Ted's dad was good in this. Ted's dad was brilliant. And there I, was some nice closure in that. I didn't like um, Death. 
in this. Yeah. He was so bad. I'm guessing he's a character from the second one. Yes, he is. He's a big part. In Bogus Journey, which is the second film, Bill and Ted die and they have to go to hell and then they go to heaven and it's all of us trying to escape. So in the first one, they they, they go through time and space. Mm. In the second one, they go through the afterlife. Mm. And so some of the footage that we saw today even was some of it was was, was recycled from Bogus Journey. And so... Mm. and the second one, like Death playing Hopscotch. That was, that was a nice callback. That's a callback to Death because they have to beat him in like okay. seven different or games. Eight, like yeah. they beat him in Parcheesi and Sorry and Operation <laughs> and all these sorts of things. And so he's playing and he's cheating. And that was a fun – so as an idea, it was fun. Yeah. But then the whole idea of it, like they got a restraining order and Death went to become a solo artist. I'm mm. like – All of that bit with like the big conversation with Death and when they go into his house and stuff felt really, really long to me. And it's really weird because something I did like about the film was the idea that it happens in real time. Yeah. Which is kind of funny for a time travel film. But it happens in real time and yet it felt bloated – in that bit with death. I'm like, mm. I just don't care about this. No. It goes on for a long time. I feel a lot of this film is just an excuse to be like, hey, look, Billy and Theodora, that's their names, I think, right? Yep. Uh, they, they know so much more about music compilation than Bill and Ted do. And look how they can do this. I feel that entire scene was just a mo- another excuse to be like, hey, in the future. What and did the daughters know death? Yes, because yeah. they talk about they him because talk... they knew his music. Because yeah. I guess yeah. he's part of Wild Stallions for yeah. a few years. Yeah, yeah, Which is weird because then you were... So if I'm led to believe this correctly, um, Bill and Ted's father doesn't believe they've married princesses, doesn't believe... By the way, they still have their English accents. Good on them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, doesn't believe they've been to heaven or hell or time-traveled, but has to somehow reconcile the fact they're in a band with a guy called Death. Yeah. Unless it's just like, it's a hell of a kiss tribute (laughs) (laughs) to be fair that's all the makeup in this looked like so Uh, see death is the best part of bogus journey he is and so to bring him back i was so happy and then when he started i'm like oh bless you i mean it's been a long time i mean it has been a long time he's probably in his 30s he's probably close to 60 now Mm. i mean makeup can help in the fact that you don't really show your age as much when you're doing that again it's very really old well it's oh oh it was uh it was disappointing I wish they'd have. I'm still keep barking on about the wives, but they shouldn't have done them younger. <laughs> they should have had them older, like they were. Oh, you mean like they they, they, they yeah. seem too young? They yeah. seem way too young. Way too young. Uh, what about um, the the, the uh, Rufus's wife? And here's the deal: Rufus was not the supreme leader, but we're sort of led to believe that like he was. Like he was just a guy in the first one. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was just the messenger. Like, he was a guy who was he, he was, was the guy who, his job, yeah. but he wasn't. He wasn't one of these elected people in this paradise. And he always looked out for them. Yeah, and yet she seemed not to. Like, because she starts a plan to. We're in a, there's another prophecy would say this happens when Bill and Ted die, and I'm like, this is just a ham-fisted attempt to give us something to run away from. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it pays off. So I didn't like her. I think yeah. she's the mum from. Yeah. Is it Two and a Half Men? Oh. 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 I don't Maybe. know. I think she is. I think she's the mum from Two and a Half Men. Um, didn't appreciate her. The actress who plays the the daughter, who I mean, good on them. I mean, they uh, they, she was they could awful. have they she could was. have hired a bunch of twenty year olds, and yeah. it seemed like there was a a key decision in this to play it to a very inclusive cast. Yeah. That being said, I'm a fan of this actress because I've seen her in things like How Much Your Mother. She's great in that. Uh, some some other things as well. Um, if you see how much your mother, she's the one where like, um, oh, oh, Marshall and Lily have these really annoying neighbors who won't let them like, you know, 
who always invite them over for dinner and stuff, and they're just too annoying because they're too peppy. She's great in that, and she's great in commercials and all sorts of things. She was not good in this. Mm. Yeah, she is in Two and a Half Men. Do you? Okay, thank you. It's. I I did like her dress though. She's very. (laughs) It's very Bob's Burgers, and in Bob's Burgers, she plays a character called uh, uh, Louise, and. 90% 90% of her character is just shouting and screaming kind of chaotic things, and that's the entire joke. And in Bob's Burgers, that works, because it's, you know, it's a cartoon show, and there are other elements to it. But in this, it does do it. Mm. I mean, in her defense, I think the script for her is also terrible, but she really didn't act it very well either. It's very stereotypical, like, single woman things like, it's my ex-boyfriend, oh and my, my mom God. hates me. Oh, and what was with the whole killing thing and then becoming a nice thing? What was his name? Dennis? Dennis. Dennis, the killer robot? Because mm. if you die, you don't die, and, though. And you you go to hell and the robot goes to hell. And did you notice the similarities between him and death? Yeah. I that was the yeah. Of it. At first, I was like, oh, cool. It's like a. I thought they like reimagined death. death. I thought that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. What about the final song? I like it. Do you... Could you honestly say the two girls wrote that? No. No, I think the whole they just thing went through the bump, bump, bump. But there's nothing that yeah. we, go, I, we wrote this, or at least we're the only two who wrote it. I don't think it's like. Do they explicitly say that they wrote it, or they just brought everyone to get brought everyone? No, together? written you know, by. You know, in the, the first the, the suicide, yeah. You know, in the first one where they get them all on stage and they're doing the presentation, it all came together, ex, you know, brilliantly. Yeah, and they all had their little bits and everything else. This ending seemed messy. Yeah. Really, really messy. What I said, I remember that I said the, my favorite part of the first one was how fun these big scenes with the cross-cutting yeah. came across. Yeah. And this just came across more like the first time they tried to play the song. It was just like a hot mess. And I'm like, oh. I'm, supposed to th- I'm supposed to get an emotional payoff from this, and you haven't earned it. No. You haven't earned it, because I don't even know what I'm worried Because here's the thing. What am I worried about? Is it that time and space are going to come to an end? Because that's one motivation. Yeah. Is it the fact that Bill and Ted need to fulfill their destiny? That's the second motivation. We haven't even talked about the stupid side plot where they're trying to save their marriages because oh, it was yeah. led to believe by Which, the like first like you said earlier there was, nothing, there was nothing it was underdeveloped yeah. apparently their future version of themselves kidnapped them and went on a trip we never saw any of that <laughs> the wives are it's this is the third well in Bogus Journey they are so underused in that as well they're just yeah. oh look we're being terrorized by the robots um, and in what? this it's just hi guys we're here we're kind of annoyed you guys spend too much time together and we want a more fulfilling marriage and then they go and, and, and what was about the old older wives i'm assuming they were the wives yeah, yeah that was old age but uh, none of that pays like no, none of it's what, explained they just away walk in and out of the phone box and at one point they walk into the phone box when you see them in the phone box then the camera angle is the phone and the two younger ones and you're like so where are the older ones and then it cuts back to them at it was like... I don't know. It was... No, nah, it's weird. It didn't make any sense at all. It wasn't, None. They didn't even try to explain it, I don't think. It, no. It was just like... There was no reason for them to be there. little scenes. Mm. Yeah. I liked your idea, Liam, of some old footage from the first one somehow yeah. making its way in. Because you can time travel forward. You can time travel... See, Bill and Ted only wanted to go forward. And they must have had some sort of um, outtakes that they didn't use. Oh, there's got to be a whole lot of story on the floor. Mm. That they could have they could have interwoven. Because I think you've got... Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest thing the wives do is they get rid of the don't call it a TARDIS for two seconds so that they can be shot by uh, by Dennis, the killer robot. Mm. I am running out of positives Same. to say. Same. Something that I was really expecting that didn't happen was so like one of the kind of most favorite quotes from the first one is the whole 69 dudes thing. 
And the only reference to that in this was is that the a phone number, number starts yeah. with yeah. 69. Yeah. I want... Because I don't... Okay, so I think the, the counter-argument to that is, do you really want these guys going ahead and still making the same stupid joke they did when they were 15, 16, 17? However... Yes. Every other part of their character is the same as they were yeah. since 1617. Yeah. So I don't mm. see what the issue is. Like, and if when he, when um, Ted reads out the number, he says sixty nine. So he could have they could have just had like a quick a little, little giggle moment, or something. Yeah. Just it could have been a look, and the, and the girls could have been like, "Not now!" And then back you go. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. You know, you know sixty nine. They start. Going, and they get like shut down. Do you know like, what? Just, I feel. Like, I feel. You know, like later on, we're going to have these um, rewrite films. Yes, <laughs> this is going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can we save Bill and Ted face the music? Oh. Jeez. No, there's, there's they need scene. to face the I th- music. I, th- I think we. I think we could. I think we could make it a better film. We than could this save was. it. Yeah. Just there was, there was one part that I think they should have done, and I always hate being like, "Oh no, they should have done this with films." But at the end, that Bill and Ted are playing on their guitars, and there's all this like blue energy circling around them. I was genuinely expecting them to, to like, de-age slightly and look like how they did in the originals. Because I was like, oh, that just would have been really nice. And then everything just reverts and they save the world or whatever. Mm. But, An mm. interesting choice. And maybe one that could have been better handled in this case of maybe a more skilled filmmaking process. Mm. Is that Bill and Ted's kids, although they look and sound like them, are very much the polar opposites. In the sense that they are, whereas the the nineties or late eighties, early nineties trope was the slacker, the modern trope is the uber student of media and overly obsessing and locking yourself away with your headphones and your vinyl and doing your fan edits and all this sort of stuff. And whereas Bill and Ted wanted to be superstars, but thought, well, first we have to learn how to play. We need good instruments, and it was just like let's just thrash and go wild stallions. The girls never actually were interested in being superstars. They just wanted to be students, and they appreciated the music. Now, wouldn't that have been great if somehow that had been pulled on as an important thread throughout the movie? I think there's a lot of undeveloped stuff that either we haven't seen or they just didn't go through. They tried to do so much in so little time. Yeah. I'll tell you who I did like, though. Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) Uh, I, I have an issue with um, very, very, very little said. I have an him, issue with Jimmy, Louis, him. or Louis Mozart. No, Charmin. He was funny. The three of them, I thought. And actually, now the question is: Did the film have time for this? But there is that piano electric guitar duet, <laughs> which is a cool moment. But it I'm like, a, was, the yeah. film has time. The hindsight, the film had time for that. That was mm. not a short scene. Also, there was a bit whilst he was playing that piano where I don't know if the sound... Oh, it was, it was all... Cinema he was, was finishing out, early. But it was... He was finishing it early. It was horrendous, it was wasn't it? Don't even but there get was, me started on the instrument playing in this film. I'll say this. In the post credit scene, and there is a post credit scene, but if mm. you've listened to this, hopefully you stuck around for it, where I think Keanu Reeves can play guitar. It wouldn't surprise I me. Do, maybe, maybe. I do not think Alex Winter can play guitar. Mm, that's why he, he turned away. <laughs> away. But Keanu Reeves' fingers are legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate. I think, he, I think he can. I do. But did you also notice how Alex Winter, this is again, they're old men. They're all going, oh, can barely move. And then all of a sudden, Keanu Reeves just stands up like a normal bloke, <laughs> even though Alex Winter is still trying to play the old fella. And you're like, come on. I think that was a microcosm for the film in itself, Ugh. which was this is supposed to be charming and funny, but it doesn't hit. But I like the old lazy. guys. I like I like them old I, in until that last end credit, post credit. I thought they would die. Yeah, that'd have been that'd have been nice. Yeah, well, not nice, but you know, it'd have been maybe maybe like the light. <laughs> the, the, maybe you, the, you know what I mean. Maybe the light happens. Film, you don't like, we'll kill them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if the light happens, well, because. But death is a character. Yeah. yeah. 
like the like death the character can usher them through to the Ooh, encore in the sky you know what I mean he, like, he, could, he could usher them through and as they walk through they turn into the young Bill and Ted well what if like overlong bass solo. <laughs> I mean they go they go to play their guitars in this last bit no sound comes out they're like what's going on and then we just see death and he just waves at them from the side of the room and they just cut that would be yeah. a better ending mm. death you have your CGI version of Rufus because if you're going to use him already have him here like in like in Return of the Jedi when you have them yeah and, the, the, the sort of like yeah. here come the ghosts yeah and it's just party wave bring them over, party oh, on been so good wouldn't it and he just put on the sunglasses oh. and maybe it's the, maybe it's the phone box one last time and they uh, zip out and that's I'd it love that. and that's it I'd love that Unfortunately, so here's the question: mm, What does this do to the legacy of the Bill and Ted franchise? I don't think it does much. I see, it. T- but it doesn't. You've got three weeks of knowledge of Bill and Ted's it, franchise. It, it, it doesn't destroy it. it. You just forget about it. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're 100 right. A bit like yeah. a bit like the Terminator movies. When do you ever think about three, four, five, six? Like seven, Indiana eight, Jones. Because you know in my head, Indiana Jones is a trilogy. Yeah, they it made a fourth. A tri- yeah, but it was so far after. Fourth, the, yeah. You don't think of the fourth. You, you think of Last Crusade, and you go, "That's when it ended." Yeah. And you think Bill and Ted, and you go, "Not a lot of people even consider Bogus Journey for the most part. Most consider it a standalone." Yeah. It's like, do you consider Matrix Two and Matrix Three to ruin Matrix One? No. Not really. No. Matrix One's great. Brilliant. I think how much of this stick well, how with mu- initial how much well, of this actually is gone, done another one how much of this is Keanu Reeves playing against type and I go I appreciate the attempt because mm. we said smile anymore because we said <laughs> that he's had he, a lot in his life only we said that in Bill and Ted the the fear was he'd always remembered as the guy who played Ted and he's done a really good job of distancing himself from it so yeah. as a result props to him for going back yeah and dusting off the thing he didn't need to do he could just do another 15 john wick films if he wanted to but to be fair if if you're out there keanu and you're listening you're still a great actor and i still love you there we go he's listening with michelle pfeiffer oh michelle pfeiffer what just happened (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i've just experienced a sexual moment (laughs) you guys made it sound more than what it was i don't don't think so (laughs) it's almost kind of wooden with keanu's acting though like i don't know if he's trying or not because we've seen him try recently but i think he's so not used to comedy anymore i said actually no i changed that he was on a comedy show like last year and he's great in that. Is that the one? Is that the one where he played himself? Yeah, and he's like yeah, kind of crying yeah, to the music. That's kind of funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he just can't do like laid back sort of. I think he thought just playing against type would get yeah. him a lot more. I think everybody thought just Keanu playing against type would get him a lot more laughs than he did. Yeah. Thing is, though, you listen to his voice in Point Break, which is probably what two or three years from Bill and Ted. Yeah. You listen to his voice in Point Break. He's still got that little bit of. I can't, dude. Whoa. I, I cannot believe that. Yeah, you're right. Do you know I, what I mean? I can't believe it's the same actor. I'm talking now, about here. Yeah, exactly. Now you can't hear that anymore. Yeah. I think he naturally has that voice. Are we just going to name far superior Keanu Reeves movies? Because I'm going to get sad if we do that. Because we <laughs> no, gotta, we're, because, no, because because no. we, we just got together and watched that. Tonight. Do you know what's even sadder? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen another Keanu Reeves movie. Really? Wait, you haven't seen The Matrix. Nope. You've not nope. seen Point Break. Nope. John Wick. Not seen nope. Speed. Nope. Speed. Speed. The SpongeBob movie coming out next year, where no. he plays. He's going like, to the MCU. Is he? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so this MCU. was my introduction to Keanu Reeves. He's so much better than so this. Much I mean, better. Geez, I mean so, we so have a best better. role ever. This might be worst, like, worst, worst role ever. It's so, up there. Do you think this I, is Keanu's yeah. best film ever? It's not. But, I mean, it's <laughs> no. Just, is it worse than Johnny Mnemonic? Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Did you see A Walk in the Clouds? Mm. Like He's done some bad stuff. Obviously, Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's rough in that. Dreadful. But, uh, mm, yeah. Bram well Stoker's Dracula. Oh, Bram Stoker, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Although, uh, that might be bad. I think I'd rather watch that again than watch this. Well, at least I know that's over in 90 minutes, though. <laughs> I, I, I'm really struggling to... Okay, let's just... Does anybody have a favourite character in this? I really yes. like Lil Bill. I really like the flapper boy. <laughs> it's supposed to be a flapper girl, but I was a bloke in a dress at the end. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I liked... Oh, jeez. I'm struggling. Louis Armstrong. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, it's literally those bit parts that are based around historical I, I want to say moments rather than characters. Bits. I'm going to give mine to Bill's dad. You know what? The only bit I actually cared about was the Bill and Bill's dad reconciliation. Yeah, that was nice. And they had a hug. And yeah, then Ted that was a goes, lovely hug. Sorry, Ted it? and Ted's dad. Ted, Ted and Ted's dad. Yeah. And then Bill jumps in and goes, oh, that's great, Ted's dad. He goes, I'm not talking to you, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> that was good <laughs> That news. was the singular best, best like, mini Because all throughout, we've been waiting for Ted's dad to finally get off his Because he's always been a disappointment to him, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, yeah, it was so nice. I will take... I love the fact that he's still rocking a SWAT vest at, like... Yeah. Ted's dad's got to be old. He's got Ted's be, dad's got to be late seventies. He's I'll running. I'll this. tell you what he did. He did really well. He did. He did, he did some work on this. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Anybody else favorite bit? Favorite? Sorry. Favorite character? No. Favorite. No. favorite oh, moment? Oh, I think oh, it was oh, I'll tell you who else I liked. I liked um Ted's wife. Yeah, she was really good. I liked her. She was really good. I'm trying to figure out who she is. I'm sure I've seen. Her I've in seen her in something. Yeah, I'm sure same. I've seen her in something. Um. Anybody got a favorite moment? I've said mine already. No. George's were when the lights came back on and we could go home. My uh, favorite moment genuinely. was the beginning. I, I thought this is going to be good. And I, then... Actually, the, the, the behind the music retrospect yeah, kind of thing. Very cool. So good. I enjoyed um, like when people in time were appearing and disappearing. But then it was the same three characters. Cool. Jesus is here. Then we'll yeah. get like Washington. Then we'll get like this Roman. It was all those three. Yeah. At the beginning, I thought it was really funny. But then when it appears in... Actually, the no, visual joke of yeah. Jesus walking on water beside as, yeah. as they so cross funny. the Delaware, that was funny. That, that was. might be the only time I smiled at this film. <laughs> I also like the bit Gianna where didn't Jesus smile just any. disappeared from the Last Supper. <laughs> oh, it was like Babe Ruth and the Yankees or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Babe Ruth. That was Babe Ruth, yeah. Um, so, I mean, here's the part, again, another one of the things that I wasn't a fan of, but we're told the band broke up. But then we actually come back and Bill and Ted are like best friends and like trying yeah. to break again. I'm like, I think we need like a, either an explanation that they reconciled. I mean, yeah. we just kind of got told and they kept trying to make music. And we're like, well, wait, if the band broke up. How can they still make music? Is that music? just death leaving you're referring I, to? I yeah. don't get it. Because they said that they went like by themselves and still tried to make stuff. Yeah, Did they I, ever have a drum player? The girls originally in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because we were told in a bogus journey. That was the show that more or less launches them. And then they went, nope, nope. Retcon that. Because well, I was it you who said on the podcast that like everything in Bogus Journey was uh no, I think I heard this on a video. But they were like, Oh yeah, in the end credits of Bogus Journey, uh they just let the editors do whatever and they made stuff and went, Oh no no no, we never wanted that and had to change everything. Oh really? Yeah, so okay. I think if the editors didn't 
do what they did to the end credits and make all those sort of goofs like funnies, I think we'd have a very different film. Okay. Mm. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about little grumbles. I think we've done a lot of grumbles throughout. <laughs> yeah. Little ones, big. Uh, the costume and makeup in this film, just while we're on that yeah. subject, because I don't think we've covered it yet, uh, other than me complaining about death's makeup, was shit. Okay. Like, there are some elements where you go, did you actually put any effort into this? And then there's other bits where they've put, obviously we see like the five different Bill and Ted's, and the hours they must have spent on prosthetics <clears> and <throat> the money that they must have spent on prosthetics. I'm like, calm that down a bit and put a bit of effort into the story and script. I did appreciate Ted's like, the, the muscle mohawk man. with a <laughs> yeah, I did like that. I did. No. Some of the some of the wigs were okay. Yeah, some of that was good. Well, because the problem was it was the more times you went by and saw them, the more you had to make them different. At least I appreciated this. Mm. But really didn't like but the idea that you had a maximum security prison for like years for <laughs> breaking the Dave Grohl's house, I was like, I'm pretty sure you're yeah. not getting that. No. I wish I wish they developed the wives more, and I really wish the daughters had more. More stuff to do, because I really like the chemistry between the doors. I think it was really just, entertaining. This is too much. I wish yeah. the daughters had their own personalities. In 90 minutes, mm. you can't get across that. And then this weird subplot with Rufus's wife and daughter were supposed to... And yeah. Dennis? Yeah. You start yeah. with one plot, which is Bill and Ted need to write the song. And then that splits off into your subplot, which is their daughters want to help them out. Then that also splits off into another subplot of the wives are going to leave them. And then that other subplot goes into, hey... Rufus's daughter's trying to help them. Also, there's the Terminator, and, and, who's a loser. And, and, and the worst part is, because once you establish... Because you can go, well, all the future versions are just crap. Yeah. But that's not the case, because once old wives come and pick up new wives, then we have to go, everything we've heard has to be has to be credible. Because what... So why is the, the, the future then, from two years ago, only write about the wives going and taking them and showing them alternate realities, as opposed... But they're, they're wrong about never writing... It was, it, it was just so inconsistent. And how did they get the other phone box? Because at one moment, they had two phone boxes the same. I guess, theoretically, you could steal the same phone box in two different times and fly yeah. that around. Did they steal it when they came out and they couldn't find it? They yeah. stole it when they went to the old folks' home. Oh, okay. Then future wives go ahead, run away, and take that, and then they come back at the very, very end after they've been shot. Okay. That cleans that up. It's the one thing I'll say they did actually put some thought into that, I guess. I don't understand why they were going around different places. Were they just following them? What were they doing? I think they were just like, look how look how much like losers they are. But it's never it's never the minute the, the, minute the old the wives start showing the young wives around, then it legitimizes the threat made that they're going to leave you. Mm. So that causes the panic of Bill and Ted to run stupid. after. And again, what's their motivation? Is it to save the world, save the marriage, save their family? It was, it was, it was well, all things at all times. Well, there's no stakes to the film at all, though, because we know that even if they do... all the stakes in this film. That was the problem, is they had too many stakes. What did the well, old all, women all get? All and nothing, Mistakes. because nothing actually... <laughs> nothing is actually... You don't feel like there are any actual stakes, because we already know that even if they don't do this song at 7.17, then... That's okay because no one actually dies because we've already met them in the future when they haven't done it. Fair enough, yeah. So why should I care? Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Dave Grohl saved the universe. Dave Grohl could have been kidnapped for that final song, couldn't he? That would have been w- great. I like Kid <laughs> I would have liked both Dave Grohl and Kid Cuddy. But don't what, know who he is. What, what, imagine, if Dave, imagine if Dave Grohl just like strolled up. Like they don't even kidnap him. He just happens to be there. Do you, know, do you know what would have been cool? Instead of taking Jimi Hendrix, took... Um, uh, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> and then had him join the band. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. 
shiny I'm happy people. I thought that would end up being like slightly problematic. Points. I'm all right with uh, yeah. I'm all right with Jimi Hendrix on it. I like I like Jimi. Did Hendrix. you notice we never actually see Jimi Hendrix's actor strum anything? It's always like a close up of his face, and we kind of oh, see we? his fingertips slightly did, moving. Did, did, yeah, well, no one's going to play really like him, are they? The thing that really annoyed me was when you had trumpeters and their fingers weren't moving. Oh yeah, to any of there it, and also stuff. the bagpipes yeah. bit at the start. It's like literally no effort oh. has gone into this whatsoever. <laughs> I, actually, I loved. I loved the first movement. Uh, here's all the all the layers and how I was really I was like I could have gone for three more minutes I of that. Really, I really could have. <laughs> when the and, trumpet comes I, in, it's like, it's kind of a groove. And God bless <laughs> Ted's little brother. Uh, is it Declan? Uh, I think so. No. God, Deacon. 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 God bless his little brother for like trying to like dance with Missy yeah. to this. He's like, he, you know, he's gone from he was a dweeb to like, okay, I'll try and dance. <laughs> this scene was what made me like Little Bill because uh, they're just like vibing out and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think Little Bill's actor does a great job. They they're like, I think they're a very good actor, but not established enough, not given enough time. Hmm. So, folks, that's the way we saw it. So, it's, I believe it was one, two, three, four skip it and one see it. From skip. Ethan, the who... The ending's nice. The ending is really... I, mm. I really like the... I think it's because we're, 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 we're in a spooky time right now, and I like the message of everyone coming together, the, the whole thing of everyone coming together, they're in singing and, and bopping. Right. <laughs> singing and bopping. <laughs> singing and bopping. I'll Love leave it on that. What... what <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I saw that you tried now. to get seven people to play instruments at the same time, and it fell apart with the world's greatest musicians. But once you have billions of people throughout all time and space, they can all find a beat. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. Um, and Guitar Center, I think, had some uh, endorsement money or some uh, promotional. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> the fact that they were everything was stopped just near a bloody guitar van that happens to have. Everything and Guitar Center's a massive music store in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it wound me all the way up. Well, so are we going to give this a rating or what? No, I think we're just going to go with skip it, <laughs> skip it, and see it. And we've gone with skip it. Do we do minuses? We're, mm. we're, not, you know, no, we're not doing any zero to tens on this one. This one's not eligible for the rankings. No. Uh, it's not eligible for our worst of list either. We do those that, later That's worse year. than the worst. <laughs> it's, such a, it, it's almost offensively average, I think, this film. It's so mediocre. Offensively average. Yeah. Cool. No, it's worse it's problem. worse than that. It is worse than that. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> Ethan's trying to be a little ray of optimism. <laughs> you, and you know what's bad when your optimism is saying it's average. <laughs> but offensively that's, so. That's the way we saw it. Why don't you let us know if you agree or disagree with us on all the socials mm. at Best Film Ever Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. Let us know what you felt. Did you see it? Is it different when you're at home than when you actually paid money and went out to see it? I appreciate being back in the cinema, but I wish I could say I'd done it to see a better movie. If only I could go back in time. (laughs) So, for Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Ellie. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. Having seen this film, I think it's fair to say that nothing touched us deep inside. The day the music died. We'll see you next time. That's a good ending.